<laughs> I just woke up. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, just got out of the shower. Well, welcome right. to Over 50 starting over everyone. I'm Barry Edwards. And I'm Earl Garrison. And how are you? Yeah, like I said, you seem like you're in a mood today. Have a good I, week. You had a good week, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It's been a great week this week. I could this, tell. That's fast and furious. Lots of things going on. Business is going great. Love that. And, you know, uh, uh, life is good and it's Friday. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to me. Why not? My day, well, my days are all the same until... Uh, I'm, I'm racing the clock to April yeah. 24th when my new runners come in. And, you know, I almost never know what I'm going to talk about in the upfront segment about uh, career and self-improvement. That's generally what we talk about until I'm in the shower and I'm, or, or even at the gym thinking about it. And um, I, so I wanted to talk about this, that uh, so I rent this house out and it's a great thing. Ideally, I, I started with Airbnb and it'd be like have people in for a week, two weeks or a month. And then I come in and I clean and repair and upgrade. And so mm -hmm. I love that because you got this investment that it incentivizes you to continue to improve it and increase its value. And I probably love it most because it it's a, it's something that gives, instead of sitting behind a computer constantly for my mm -hmm. entire mm -hmm. source of career and income. Yeah. Yeah. I get to use, get out there. Yeah. Physically your hands and everything. Yeah. I, yeah. And I like that too. Yeah. So I think it's a really good balance. And third, I think it's good for a relationship. <laughs> so I've been here for, it's going to be like a total of three weeks and you know, first thing I did is rushed out and got some ribeye steaks, a couple cases of beer, some cigars, and uh, oh, you're all set. Yes, yes. And Lisa <laughs> then embarked on her spring cleaning, which she does feverishly, and uh, to the point where it causes aches and pains to say the least. But uh, so she gets to sit in the house with uh, it being to her standard of clean because. When I'm there, she's obsessed with fingerprints. And um, yeah, I see. So she's moved you out of the way. Yeah. Uh, so that as she's cleaning up, you're not like <clears throat> messing up what she just cleaned up. She and gets, yeah. so that she gets peace of mind. And then you, on the other hand, get to do a similar thing in in the house, the other house. And uh, from the um, man point of view. And you got steak and cigars. Jeez, <laughs> is a man paradise over there. It really is. Yeah, it really is. So, uh, but what I want to also say about that from a uh, piece of advice point of view is, boy, the power of list building. The power of list building is irreplaceable. So mm, tell me more. Well, okay. So the first week or so was just cleaning feverishly uh, to make it habitable mm -hmm. uh, because my last runners were so awful. And um, hold, hold on, let's stop there. Cause I thought these guys were pretty good guys in the house. Good guys, but they're yeah, young good guys. And good they, young. They never clearly never cleaned a thing. Ever. <laughs> and it was, Clear. it was disgusting. They never cleaned a thing and they lived there for how long? 
six months. Oh, it was disgusting. It really was. <laughs> so there was that. So I just had to clean uh, to make it habitable. Right. And then when I got in here, then it was like, and they, they broke all kinds of stuff. I did mean, they really? They really did. So yeah. I've had, uh, you know, I just see something and go and repair it. And I was in for another week. I was in that mode of whatever I see first. Uh, so I'm, and it's, it's chaos. It's not. Yeah. A good, yeah. So then the last week I started the list. So pull out my iPhone, pull up the notes and every, everything I thought about and everything that I saw, I, I made it, I, I made a list of mm -hmm. uh, prior and kind of tried to prioritize it so that I knew what I had to do. I knew when I went to Home Depot, the stuff that I had to get to make everything efficient. And then for the first time ever, I didn't delete the items. I would just cop, cop, cut them out of that list and then paste it into uh, a list at the bottom. A few paragraph returns down so that I see the accomplishments. Oh, so, uh, so like a psychological mm -hmm. uh, trick. You're, you're oh, yeah. And yourself. boy, does it work. Boy, does it work? Because every day uh, I look at my list and like, man, how can I? how can I knock like three of these items off of here and put it into my done list? Uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really handy. That's pretty cool for organization purposes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yep, it's organized. You, go ahead. Do you, um, are you just, you mentioned your iPhone and your iPad. So are you, are you just using your notepad to make, uh, to make this? Are you using a special app or anything? That's funny. Uh, I don't have an iPad. I don't have a notepad. It's just I my thought iPhone. I heard you say, oh, okay. I it's have a laptop. IPhone. I something. Yeah. It's your I. It's my iPhone. And well, no, just the regular notes. App well, when I said notepad, I, that's what I meant is that. Yeah, app. notes. The, yeah. the notes app that comes with the phone. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's super simple. I, I, I need to do everything simple. Yeah. Me too. Me too. So, but you know, I, every, today you got an app for everything. So I thought maybe you do. Yeah. Too many. I'm not one to, <laughs> I'm not one to just uh, willy nilly download apps. And I'm, I'm not, yeah. I don't like cluttering up my phone. Cause then you can't find what you're looking for. I like to with yeah. everything. I like to make things as simple as possible. Yep. Yep. So I only have until the 24th until they get here. And I got a lot of stuff to do yet. And then of course the last two days will be the final huge cleaning and and I've always been more, I, I, I literally, I call it disinfecting. I, cleaning is one thing, but man, I make sure everything is just disinfected. So it takes, well, that great. takes a lot of time. Yeah. And I mean, what a great service that you provide for your next guests that are coming over. So let me ask you this, hmm. Barry, I, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking about our audience. I'm thinking about me like, hey, what if, what if I were to do that and and have yeah. this house? So, you know, your house is this is your personal house. I mean, this yeah. is uh, uh, something that you've had for, you know, years and years now. And you've, you've sure. put your life's literally you've put your life's blood into this house. Yes. So now you got these guys come over. You're, it's a profitable situation, but they didn't clean for six months and. I don't know. I mean, there's something inside of me that would want to, you know, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I, how comfortable I would be with that. Oh. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with, uh, are there emotions you have to deal with yes. or how do you tell me, tell me how you deal with that and how you reconcile, you mentioned broken things in your house and mm -hmm. I can imagine how that could turn me into a bear. Very good points. Very good questions. Uh, because yeah, uh, emotionally, yeah, it, mm -hmm. 
Because I also <laughs> said, hear I don't, I don't even, I don't even, have, I don't even have words strong enough for it. But yeah, right. Because Lisa and I just got this place exactly where we wanted it. You know, right, I, right. I remodeled every wall, ceiling, and floor of this house myself. And I, I, I remember early on. I mean, yeah. gosh, it was back when I lived there, and that was yeah. forever ago. Right, right, right around the turn of the century. To be right around the turn of the century, that sounds like I know <laughs> a million. Years it was. Ago. I think I bought it in '99, I maybe '98. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, the hardwood floor is behind me. That's yeah. all me. Yeah, uh, yeah, everything. That's cool. Um. So yeah, we just got the place where we wanted it. Lisa helped me uh, decorate uh, to the highest level. Like I, uh, and we bought new furniture i mean brand new sofa matching leather right. sofa couch and all of that and uh i got really nice furniture from her mom when she moved to florida uh dining room table and stuff like that ah, right, right and so to see that scuffed up oh, and, no mm -hmm, and things like a toilet handle broken off uh my how do you okay that sounds uh, like there was alcohol I think, involved <laughs> yes i think i said this in a podcast before either they were very young i think at least one of them had a drinking problem and oh boy when you're in your early 20s and you're drinking yeah. hard alcohol man yeah. that you know you're not prepared for that it, it and i th so i think there's a tough guy thing it's like, like the only time in your life that your body can kind of handle that though <laughs> i don't know i think there's uh you get a tolerance to it or yeah, a, yeah. A experience of uh better right, back right. off kind of thing when you're really young you start getting delusions of grandeur and uh right yeah yeah so no you're not speaking from experience there not at all not at all <laughs> so there was a a lot of it's to answer your point directly, it's felt, it feels so disrespectful. Yeah. Vi violated. Yeah. Disrespectful, there you go. man. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, very angry about that. But, you know, they, I had an $1,800 uh, security deposit, and that's supposed to incentivize you to behave like a rational human being. Right. Well, they clearly were like, well, we're never going to see the security deposit. Uh -huh. So, uh, right, right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so so do you just see that as a sort of a hazard of the of the of the the profession i mean the, yeah. the investment yeah it's one of those things you just have to deal with kinda um i thought i learned my lesson early on. i i tend to be like a very trusting person and i think right. uh i give people more uh credibility uh than i should up front i should be more skeptical I'm not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought I learned my lesson earlier on about no, never run to somebody that's too young, like around in their early 20, anything below 28. You know, I think by about the time you're 28, you've been in the real world a little while that you're, you're, you're becoming a real adult at that time. Anything younger than that, and guys, I mean, in particular, uh, yeah. anything younger than that, and you're, you're just dumb. You think you know everything, but you know, that's if you're reminding me of uh, how you had to be 25 in order to rent a car. That's it. You mm -hmm. know, why 25? But it go. does seem like your rationale there applies to the rental yeah. car business, especially for guys. Yeah. So I told you before, when I interviewed uh, 
the head guy that uh, came and looked at the place, I mean, they're professionals working on a DC and the others, a software uh, programmer and very professional, very smart. Right, I mean, right. the conversations I've had with them where lights are on everyone's home, but mm -hmm. I have a mug that looks exactly like that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it. It's growing pains. Uh, live and learn uh, the night. Yeah. So, but it got me through COVID. I had a yep, family in here. Yeah, yeah. a family in great. here for, from New York for the first five months of that. And they were exceptional people. God, I would love to have them back. Uh, then I had these three guys for the following six months. So it did get me through COVID. So I don't, yeah. in the end, I don't, re I could have been eating that monthly nut, you know? I know. I remember a year ago at this time, you were very concerned that you were going to be able to fill the, the vacancy there. And uh, the, then you had the 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 miracle people i think they yeah. were from new york right yes, yes. Uh, come on down and we were talking about how oh boy escape from new york because boy it was pretty bad in new york at that mm. time and here you are a year later you've basically had a full capacity the I whole did. time i did but very lucky great success right there so now i'm back to airbnb so those were private leases you know renting mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so now i'm back to airbnb and, and the nice thing about that is is uh well First of all, I've decided to decline people that don't have any reviews, again, based on uh, past experience. But yeah. I have the demand, though. I can do that. I'm in an area that I, I can, you know, I can make up for that. So if people that have good reviews, hey, it's good all day long. They get they get it, you know. Right. And so right. they take care of your place. They, they want the good review. I want the good review. Then I get to come in here and just uh, like, you know, after these guys leave uh, at the end of June, I'm going to paint the one side of my house, uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. and then I got uh, I got a one weeker coming in after that. And then we'll see what happens. So anyways, I think so, it's a really good it's a really good side gig. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds like it. And then you do, you mentioned, you know, repairs to your house and painting. I mean, just for the viewers, that's all tax deductible stuff, right? Yes. Oh, that's a really good point because yeah, any trip to Home Depot and and, and all that is uh, completely goes to home under my home repairs uh, mm -hmm. allocation. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's all, all those repairs, right? Right. Oh yeah, every so, one of them. That's uh, there it is, right there. That's uh, that's a beautiful business, and uh, I appreciate you sharing those uh, insider tips with us too, because you know people look at this and it's, hmm, should I get involved? Can I get involved? And there's some upsides and downsides to everything. And to it helps everything. to have somebody uh, who's walked a mile in those shoes to to be able to help. It, us. it does. To that end, Lisa, every now and then uh, will say, look. Why do you do it? You know, why don't you just sell that place? Why stop? Well, you sell it and it's no, well, you get rid of your asset. Your asset's right, no longer right. making money for you, uh, it, you know. And the other thing is, do you know of any perfect way to make money where no. it's not a challenge? No, not, exactly. not yet, but I, I would like for whoever does know that, we invite you onto the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey exactly uh, we'll give you unlimited time and uh that reminds me i just wanted to say that i've talked about my friend geza who is an art director in the movie industry here yeah though he he lives in cleveland uh we are going to do the guest podcast he got his new laptop because he got his laptop stolen when his car was run 
rental car was broken. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so he's in Chicago working on a movie right now. And, uh, but we are going to do his guest spot this weekend. It will be out on Tuesday. So he, he, um, he works, uh, in the movie industry. What, what exactly does he do in the movie industry? Well, it's very interesting that he started out as a jewelry designer, then got into website design as a side gig uh, while he was putting himself through school, taking architecture, becoming an architect. And so then he started this. See, this is why I got to have him on the show. So then he started his own company doing architecture and uh, that somehow led him into the movie industry building sets doing sets. oh gotcha okay yeah so that's about as much as i really know so i can't wait to unpack that with him and he's fun he's so fun to talk to like this is going to be a like that podcast is going to go by so fast i mean it it, it's going to be so fun well, it, it, it sounds like a, a, an intriguing story. How in the world do, do you go from jewelry to building sets uh, at uh, for for Hollywood movies? And how exciting is that? It, it, mm-hmm. it, it speaks to the power of associations and and how that whole thing works. And um, I was uh, I was listening to a podcast of one of not a podcast. It was just a, a short video. I got a link mm-hmm. to it on the show notes, but uh, it was uh, Jordan Peterson and he was being interviewed and he was talking about the risk of not taking risks yeah. in life. It's such a Jordan Peterson type of a yeah. topic, but you know, it goes, it goes back to what you were just talking about with your property and taking a risk with your property. And yes, there are upsides and downsides, but if you don't take that risk, then you don't have an asset and you don't have an asset that's able to be lucrative and in, in, in downtimes like you had during this time. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was a, a really cool concept to think about. And then I think about this podcast that we've been doing now. I think, are we on our last episode of the third season or is this the second to last? I always- uh, uh, Pretty sure, now that you bring it up, I'm pretty sure this is 25 seconds. Okay, the so then the, the next, next one week. is is, uh, is we- next week, but here we are at the end yeah. of the third season. Yeah. And this is something we took a risk on. And uh, last week we got together and we, we, we collaborated on another podcast that, mm. that I'm a part of, which is Cyber Talk. And you were there talking about brain hijacking. I thought that was a really great episode that, that we too. got together and, and talk. And um, this week we actually had a continuation of that same topic with uh, Wayne Lonestein, who is the CEO of uh, VFT Solutions and is a pretty neat guy. This guy does pretty much everything. He's a litigator and a technologist and an author, and he's co-founder of this business. But what they do is they protect um, online streaming services from from uh, from pirates that, that steal these shows. Like, for instance, uh, if wow. there's going to be a fight on, you know, how they do pay-per-view. Yeah. And um, what they, they're able to prove that through venues like Facebook and YouTube, literally these venues are having millions and millions of dollars stolen from them and in, in their their um what do you call it their um uh oh uh it's their their ip their 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 personal 
well, it's their asset that they're stealing from. I can't think of that word for it. But anyway, um, he showed me actually how they're able to do this, this business and protect uh, like, let's say, for instance, it's the WWF and they put out WrestleMania. Well, they know that there's going to be literally tens of millions of dollars worth of services that are just going to be stolen through these these venues like YouTube and and, and Facebook. And what they oh. what they've learned and Wayne actually put an article out on Forbes this week on this is uh, and I'll just read this interesting thing that he says it's sort of a new way of 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 looking at this kind of thing of course I uh, he says if if we don't rapidly strike <laughs> I couldn't bring it up fast enough uh, the fact of the matter is they confront these pirates head on and he showed me an example of uh, somebody watching this streaming video what happens is if they steal it they've got a way of tracking who's watching that stealing and they can put verbiage up on their screen that talks about the penalty for for stealing this type of of material and then they can watch the population of those pirates drop off like flies instantly this it's a it's an amazing type of service but in the face of this cyber warfare that's happening and piracy and and stealing of our of our personal information and things like that there's companies out there that are out there to protect us from these types of things. I think it's also interesting to think about how we don't see the government rushing in to protect us against these things. And it seems like it's a, it's the private uh, uh, a population here, the private business population that really needs to come together, maybe in co-ops or something like that, mm-hmm. to, to really protect us from a, a real tangible threat that's happening to our own private private freedoms and our security. I everything that you just said there is very interesting to me and I'm only learning more and more about this uh recently. Me and, too. Yeah, and I I like that uh Rex is on the forefront of of that. Uh we talk about our own content that we we put out all this content and who does it really benefit? Well, it benefits YouTube and Facebook and LinkedIn. It it you know, it draws their viewers and their audience in. So uh then you talk about the, the pirating and you know, YouTube, the people put like you said, maybe WWF stuff up on YouTube and uh that's where things get dicey right away. Now, who's liable? Is it the private user of that account? Yeah. Yep. Or See, is it that's YouTube? The thing. Yeah, there's all of it's that. It's a messy world when it comes to this. And and we need people like Wayne Lonestein to, to help mm-hmm. us through those those turbulent waters. And right. fortunately, uh, there are people out there. There are companies out there. And I think the more we can talk about these kinds of things, the better off really the population in, in general is because... There are wolves in sheep's clothing out there, and we have to be careful of that. We're constantly hearing about these online attacks, and gosh, I work in the in the healthcare industry and this ransomware thing that's happening out there where they can shut down an entire hospital unless they actually give up uh, you know millions of dollars and they send they they do it through things like bitcoin or whatever so you can't right. track this but what they'll do is they'll they'll hold the system for ransom and if they don't pay all of their data is lost and and the data is is patient centric data uh, the data that they need 
in order to treat the patient. So it puts a whole hospital of people in jeopardy, especially the ones that are in critical care. And these people just don't care. They're just looking for the money. And I think mm -hmm. that is this, that's just sick. I, I hope that, I mean, people like that should be thrown under the jail. Oh yeah. Yeah. To say the least. And then you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that and the government's not here helping us. Uh, there's such a gridlock there. I mean, for one, most of our politicians aren't educated enough at all. Look at, look at our president. The guy's hardly worked a day in his life. It, it, you know, another thing that uh, Jordan Peters, I learned from him a week or two ago is uh, he was interviewing someone, but I remember he said that, our cognitive aptitude uh, starts to decline at age 25. Hmm. Think about that. So did, I don't. Did that's you, why it gets huh. harder to learn like a, a second language and all that. Ah, after, yeah, after yeah. That. But he he also said, and he goes, "You're never going to believe this, but by far, he said, by far the number one uh, thing that will keep you cognitively aligned or." Uh, increase your aptitude is exercise it's hmm, not crossword I, puzzles it's not you know uh, any of that it's exercise interesting so, interesting yeah it's yeah. Very interesting but so I, I think the discussion was about um how people that are in the let's well you could say quantum phys physics field or computer fields and stuff like that will just smoke somebody that is trying to, uh, that has been in the field, like is 57 years old, been in the field their whole life with all the decades of experience. Now that young person will smoke that 57 year old in no time because mm -hmm. of the, where they're at cognitively. They already have uh, all that person's experience to draw from, to learn from, and then to completely leapfrog it from there. Well, that's the, the trick is, you know, will they listen and be be mentorable? I guess mm, if that's, that's even a word, right? Yeah. Because what you see is a lot of people coming out and not really realizing the value of that resource that they yeah. have in the in the in their in their workplace where the people that have been there done that the ones that can take advantage of that uh, knowledge bank those are the people that are going to be able to leapfrog and, and the mentors of those people want to see that happen. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, would you find somebody, I mean, here I am over 50, right? Uh, when I find somebody that wants to, uh, that really wants to learn, that really mm -hmm. understands the value of that experience, man, I'll, I'll invest my time in that person gratis. I mean, that, that there's, there's a joy to be able to help, uh, to help somebody like that. And so my advice for younger people out there is find that person, make sure they have a good track record and, and listen to them and, and be coachable. Um, put your pride away. That's, that's mm -hmm. a big deal right there. Hey, Barry, I want to transition mm -hmm. real quick. Mm -hmm. This, this past week, I also had an experience with, I told you about the, uh, <clears throat> the Bible study that, uh, oh, yeah. that we've been doing. Like, this is pretty cool stuff. Um, you know, yeah. we've been doing it for a little over a year now, and it's every other week. My mom and my step stepfather, they're the ones that really host it. It's their mm -hmm. Bible study. Nice. They let they uh, let me guest host every once in a while. But I got to say, they're doing such a great job of this. And what's so wonderful is they've got a venue where people come in and and they're they're 
literally coming in on on Zoom and they're all over the country and they can just talk and they can you know ask questions and it's just a really safe place to do that and that's something that my mom and Larry have have created so we had <clears throat> this particular one was uh, an experiment that we did and we just opened it up like just just what we usually have a subject mm -hmm. this time we just said whatever's on your mind and it was interesting because it really uh what was on their mind was what's happening with america and mm -hmm. what's happening you mentioned the president what's happening with the president and we're very concerned mm -hmm. and as i was hosting it i'm thinking okay this is a bible study i don't i'm not here to it's not over 50 starting over <laughs> just right. talk of talk about current events and everything but what i was what we were able to do is take it from there to and, and raise it up a level and say okay there are problems that are happening here in the country and in the world but what does god say about how to deal with hard times and what are some of the tools that god have has given us and to to deal with these and we had a really great open discussion um at, where the group in general each person seemed to have their own take and, and and based on the bible and everyone collaborated in this beautiful symphony of help and healing and uplifting each other and we ended the the meeting just all laughing together and, and we were out of there we were all very uplifted so Whoa. i just think that um you know kudos to my mom and larry for putting that together i hope more people are doing that and speaking of that uh barry i know we're uh, about close to the current event thing this past week the supreme court actually passed or they they uh, uh this whole case that they uh they just settled was uh for home home uh bible studies out here in california uh you you weren't able to have that i think it was if you had more than three people in your house mm. um you it was you you weren't able to have bible studies so the churches have been shut down for over a year mm -hmm which is crazy. I've never heard of that happening in America. Mm -hmm. uh, and not only that, but you can't meet for Bible study. And the state was arguing that, okay, um, yeah, but it's not just Bible study. We're not allowing people to get together in their homes, which mm -hmm. is also pretty crazy. But uh, the court decided that, hey, um, the First Amendment stands. These people, you know, they're, they're harmed by not being able to get together. And uh, by the way, the state was coming back and saying, we're going to open up the state in a couple of weeks, so you mm. don't need to do this. But they did it anyway, and I think it set a precedent, and I think it's a victory for the First Amendment. I do, too. I'm glad to hear that because, um, uh, oh, you know, I'm getting my second dose of vaccine here this, uh, this afternoon. Oh, this afternoon. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's news. How do you feel about that? I mean, oh, I the it, second one can be daunting. I don't, you know, I think the first one, I, I had a conversation with my colleague, Nancy Valent yesterday. Uh, she's in marketing, but we were talking about the uh, vaccine and she said that she didn't have any effects whatsoever. Everybody else is, oh my God, my arm was so sore. I felt sick for half a day and things like that. Yeah. She goes, I didn't have anything at all, except 
I was, you know, she said I was so freaking tired that I had to take a nap uh, the one afternoon. And then the next night I slept for 13 hours. I was like, me too. I never heard anyone else say that. I had exactly that uh, happen to me as well, but it lasted for quite a while. Um, so there's that, but how do I feel about it? I'm completely elated and excited because I, I, I just want the, that feeling of uh, relative invulnerability uh, when I get it. And I want to get by this mask thing very quickly. And here's how I feel about it. From here on, as more and more of us, I think 25% of the country is vaccinated. Now. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. That's yeah, a it is. Lot. That so is. At this point, uh, I think that we should do away with the mask mandate and leave it completely voluntary. And for all you dopes that want to give people dirty looks and snide comments, put on your mask. You'll be fine. Put on your damn mask. Stay at home if you feel afraid. You know, go ahead. You know, it's, it's interesting, Barry. You know, all the way up until this COVID epidemic or pandemic, I guess, um, you know, that type of logic was really the logic of the world since the beginning of the world. Mm -hmm. And really, it, it took COVID-19 to really flip that whole thing. So, you know, you just said, hey, if you're uncomfortable, wear a mask. Or, you know, if you feel threatened, if you feel like you're unsafe, wear a mask. And somehow they, the, the, I don't, I, I don't want to say propaganda, but mm -hmm. it felt like propaganda uh, was that, hey, you have to wear a mask for everybody else. Be, we, there's a big billboard down my street that says, be kind, wear a mask. Mm -hmm. uh, they flipped it. So it's not, you're not wearing yeah. a mask for yourself anymore. You got to wear it for other people. So what, what naturally came out of that is if you aren't wearing a mask, everybody wants to shame you. Mm -hmm. And it's back to the mm -hmm. shame thing again, mm -hmm. the shame always, game. Always. Yeah. And uh, I like what you're saying. I feel like the big battle with masks and us getting, I, I believe we're going to get away from that too, Barry, but I think that the battle is going to be right there. It's mm. going to be this non-scientific uh, us and them kind of thing. And, you know, you're, you're being unfair to society and is mm. going to be sort of the social justice warrior kind of person out there with this. And I think that's going to be the real battle when it comes to how quickly we're going to be able to get away from masks. I don't, I don't think it's going to have anything to do with science. I think it's going to have everything to do with the psychological damage that has happened because of all of the uh, information propaganda that's come out of all these different talking heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And God, that's, it's that way with everything. And even as we're going to, uh, segue into current events. I feel like I'm going to say, I was thinking about this yesterday. I feel like I'm going to say the same thing every show now. And that is, they're just dividing, just trying to divide and conquer us with absolutely everything. So everything's politicized, everything's racist, everything's sexist, uh, just to create a big smoke screen so they can continue to get paid. The government uh, officials can get paid by their lobbyists, special interest groups. And I mean, look at the idiots that are, are politicians and that have been in there for their entire lives that 
I, I, they just I don't seem like they could make it in the real world. And yet <laughs> they continue to uh, thrive in, in this political arena because all they do is continue this whole charade. I, oh, I, I agree with you. I mean, because it seems to be in this environment, the political environment that they have lived in all of their lives is the truth is something to be manipulated yeah. in order to get votes. And, yeah. you know, in business, <clears throat> you immediately lose your reputation and you can't get another job after that. So <laughs> this is uh, this is the difference. And, you know, mm -hmm. we're living it. I wanted to ask you, Barry, what you think about this move. I think we talked about it a little bit. We I think we talked about delta airlines in and uh major league baseball but since last week we've seen hundreds of companies now and ceos sign on to a document that um they're saying is all about voting restrictions and how they're all against these new laws that are coming out that are restricting the vote and i haven't really seen a movement like this ever before and i wanted to get your thoughts on what do you well how are you seeing this well, I, I'm certainly not as well educated on that as you are. Um, I only kind of read the headlines on it. I don't mm -hmm. read the articles because I don't find it very interesting. But voting restrictions, I've said all along, get a driver's license. Now you're <laughs> eligible to vote. Okay, right, right. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. Um, what further restrictions are you talking about? That's a good question, Barry, because what, what we're seeing is that all of these companies have jumped on to say that uh, there are there are voting restrictions that are coming fast and furious in red states across the country. I've heard of, of course, I've heard so, that. But what, what are we, they talking about? This is the the part that goes <laughs> over my head. I mean, I gotta be honest with you because I, I, I don't see it. And they're saying that these laws, I mean, the, our politicians are saying that this is Jim Crow on steroids. And I've heard and that, I yeah. think a lot of people are going, well, who is this Jim Crow guy? Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, is it, why is he taking steroids? And so <laughs> <laughs> I just... I just wonder how many people are thinking about that. But, you know, the Jim Crow laws absolutely were the, uh, the, the, the bigoted laws that mostly were in the South, but they were, they weren't just in the South. They were in the country where you, know, you have the, the black, uh, the whites only, uh, water fountains and the, uh, the oh. colored water fountains. These are the Jim Crow laws that they're talking about. And mm -hmm. they're comparing this to the state voting law. So for instance, in Georgia, they're saying, you know, it's the ID, um, but they're also saying that they close the they're closing the polls at five o'clock, so people that work won't be able to get to the polls on time, and especially black people because they have to work. But what well, I guess white people have to work too. But anyway, um, this is <laughs> the, the, the 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 first off the whole five o'clock closure, and even Joe Biden talked about it in his one press conference. Mm -hmm. Not true. They have been open until seven in Georgia. Nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. um, he's quoting an article that came out of the newspaper in Atlanta, which was false, that mm -hmm. they have not changed that. In fact, the voting laws in Georgia have expanded under the bill. If you really look at the, the details of the bill, and I think we talked about this last week, Stacey Abrams, who had her failed run for governor in Georgia, 
has been campaigning behind the scenes to say that these these voting laws are she's the one that coined the term uh these are jim crow on steroid voting laws but it has mm. nothing to do with any kind of truth whatsoever even even the like we talked about last week, they moved the All Star Game out of Atlanta and they put it into into Colorado. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, the fact of the matter is, is that Colorado has more restrictive voting laws than than Atlanta does. So so none of this makes any sense. And now all of these corporations, over a hundred of them, have jumped on board to say these mm -hmm. are restrictive laws and we stand against it. But they apparently haven't read any of these laws that are happening um, and they're happening because the people have actually voted these people into the legislatures of their states and these companies are fighting against that. Um, what we saw in the voting uh, for 2020 was a mess. I mean that was an absolute mess and it had to do with a lot of these um, expansions of voting privileges that happened as a result of COVID. Now these states want to be able to pull that back because we're coming out of COVID and uh, we can't have reckless voting because what that does is it it steals the power of each of our individual votes. It's, that's our whole democracy is based on this. Mm -hmm. So when you have these companies that are railing against states and states' rights to uh, constitutional rights to manage their own elections, it looks like these companies are standing in the way of our democratic freedoms. What do you say to that? Uh, I faded out at the end. I'm sorry uh, upon that question because I was looking at my notes. Uh, uh -huh. Okay, and please ask so let me question. let me ask this. Let me let me put it a different way. Um, Coca-Cola is saying that um, that your state is stealing your voting rights. And uh, the fact of the matter is, you know that they're not. Do you still go out and buy Coca-Cola when they're trying to manipulate your, your democratic system? A lot of people aren't gonna do that. So why would Coca-Cola do that? Oh, we talked a little bit about that last week and I feel strongly about that because I, I brought up uh, that Gillette. Mm -hmm. similar, yes, you did, right. Why yeah, would they do this? I, 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 I have an answer. They did a toxic masculinity commercial and they sell razors. <laughs> How can that help them, right? How I, can that and, help? And them? I looked up both Coke and Gillette uh, the past few years. They've been on a decline uh, in sales. So I, I swear I don't get the, the, the thought process behind that. Alienate your own audience. I don't get it at all. Let me but, run something by you uh, on this here. Is that could it be that they are lined up with a very powerful political entity within Washington. I'm not saying it's the Democrats or the Republicans. I think there's a, a, a set that it doesn't matter if they're Democrats or Republicans, mm -hmm. they are just there because of their power. And, they, mm -hmm. and that these people have seen that connecting up with multinational Fortune 500 companies and the money and the clout that they have enriches them as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, as we saw with uh, Parler, Google, Amazon, Facebook, all those guys, they were able to collaborate, muscle out their competition without fear of, of being prosecuted for antitrust violations. You saw them bring them, them up into Congress. Clearly, they had violated antitrust laws, which are very serious, and we've seen 
companies actually broken up by Congress, like AT&T over that kind of thing, mm -hmm. getting away scot-free. So in other words, if you play the woke game, you no longer have to um, play by normal business rules where you have to have the best product and compete with everybody. If you play this game, you'll have competitive advantages that you wouldn't get under normal capitalism. And therefore, it doesn't matter uh, if you alienate customers, where are they going to go? You're the only game in town. Does it seem like that's happening? Because oh. it seems like that's happening, especially in high tech right now. Oh, that's interesting. I, I was trying to unravel what you were talking about there. I just got it at the end. So you're saying that the, they're allowing something of a monopoly. In that's exchange. exactly right. Oh, Boy, so they get scary. monopoly status. And what they do is they collaborate with the really socialist or fascist entities within our government. And they, they, the company wins because they don't have to compete any longer mm -hmm. and they just get a free revenue stream. Mm -hmm. And the politician wins because they're now enriched and they get to maintain their power. It's a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> None of that has any kind of allegiance to your personal rights. Well, I think you went full down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theory right there. Um, and, and I'm kidding. Theory and does I'm, not necessarily mean that it's a, it, it's a theory. I don't know this for sure. I, but look at what it looks like, though. I I was kidding. Uh, I wanted to get a reaction out of you. Uh -huh, no, you I didn't. <laughs> I find what you're saying like it's kind of eye opening to me. And you're probably right. Um, boy, do I see every bit of evidence that our government is just completely corrupted by lobbyists now, completely bought off by corporations and special interest groups. Look at who our president is, for God's sakes, uh, and how he got in there is uh, meaning how he got through a Democratic primary with way better qualified candidates than him. <laughs> um yeah, our election was a mess. Uh, no, what you're saying is uh, it's uh, scary. Uh, because well, look at all the companies. That, I mean, there's a list that came out this week, Barry, of all the companies that have jumped on to this whole thing. And they all signed a, a letter of, an, I got it. I don't know what it's not a letter of intent, but it's a, uh, they've, they've all banned together uh, to, and, and many of them are banning these states. Um, for instance, um, Georgia is, uh, I mean, they are completely under attack right now. Here's one. Um, the, uh, let me see if I can find this, uh, Georgia. Okay. So Will Smith has a, uh, a movie that he's doing over there. Let's see. Will Smith became the biggest Hollywood entity to take concrete action to leave Georgia as they announced plans to move production of their new drama about slavery emancipation out of the state to protest its restrictive new election law. I saw that. Okay. Uh, and then the, the movie will, moving the movie will cost the production somewhere in the $15 million range. So just to score points, mm. they're going to purposely lose $15 million. What, why would a business throw away 15 million dollars like that and, know, it, and this is goes back to my point that i'm making barry is that they don't care this is like an investment for them because they get more power by lining up with these power sources that 
aligns with a question I've had, a growing question I've had for several years now is watching, uh, you know, the, the big comic book movie and TV show industry. It's pretty huge uh, for the last 10 years or so. Right. The CW is that channel it has all the Batwoman, uh, Supergirl, uh, all this woke stuff that has horrible ratings and the comic book industry they just continuously replace their leading characters like thor or spider-man or something with a, a, a woman version yeah yeah and exactly. it's like and you know that they're the viewership the audience is just their sales are on that are plummeting and yet they keep doing it as if they don't have a single marketing person over there that can co make a correlation to those numbers, you know? Yes. So to your point, I, I've been, I've just flabbergasted. I, I, there's millions and millions of dollars at stake here. How do they, why do they keep doing this? And, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense until yeah. you look at it through this lens. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, here's one, uh, another Hollywood celebrity vowed to boycott the state of Georgia, the movie mogul Tyler Perry has called upon the Department of Justice to investigate the state for its voter integrity laws. Okay, Tyler Perry is, is Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. that, that's, I mean, he is the, the favorite son of Atlanta, Georgia. He's made all these movies. Um, by the way, I, I, don't, I don't find them uh, entertaining, you know, he dresses up as a woman and he's that, I can't remember who the character, a lot of people love it though, but he is Georgia. Mm -hmm. And now he's, these companies, why are they that are from Georgia are attacking Georgia over their voting laws. And you, if you really look at the laws, you can't find what they're talking about. And this is very concerning to me. And it's baffling when you look at Delta Airlines, Coca-Cola, Tyler Perry, all Atlanta-based, attacking their own state. Wow. Jeez, man. You're, you're sleuthing this whole thing out, aren't you? Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 fascinating to me to see, and it yeah. doesn't make any sense. And businesses don't ever do things on purpose that would make them less profitable. So there mm -hmm. must be a reason for them to do this. And I'm trying to figure out what it is. And so far, this is the one that makes the most sense to me. Yeah, well, I think you're onto something because I haven't been able to figure out stuff like this either. I've been wondering as well. Hey, let's move on to another one here, Barry. And that is this young man that got shot mm -hmm. uh, this week in Minneapolis, which has caused the, the, the riots to happen. And it looks to me like we are going into another season of violence with uh, the, the, you know, we had the summer of love last year, and it looks <laughs> like we're going to have the summer of love part two, unfortunately. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, I saw this kid, um, you know, he got pulled over and he's being, he's, he, they, they, there are several police officers, I guess he had an expired license. They ask him to jump out of the car. He comes out, doesn't seem like a problem. He's a young black man. And um, they uh, decide to arrest him. So they start to put the handcuffs on him. It seems like everything's okay for a second. And then suddenly he's resisting arrest and he's trying to, uh, he, they can't get the handcuffs on him. He gets into his car. It looks like he's going to drive away. They're telling him to stop and they're telling him to freeze, all that kind of stuff. The, one of the police officers 
shoots him several times. You can hear it's the body cam footage. You can hear her uh, immediately say, oh my God, I shot him. And mm -hmm. the fact is, is that she thought she had pulled out her taser. She mm -hmm. pulled out her gun and she shot him and killed him. Now we've got uh, these uh, these riots that are happening. I, last night was, I believe, the fourth night of the riots. And mm -hmm. in the middle of the uh, Derek Chauvin uh, trial that's happening, uh, which already makes Minneapolis a tinderbox, this happens. And now we've got riots happening. It is insane that this is happening right now and very disappointing that it's happening too. What's the common denominator? Well, here's what we're seeing. Is it's that, simple. It's resisting <laughs> arrest. Don't resist it, it, arrest. It is resisting arrest. And, and, and this is something that I've thought about is that why? Why resist arrest? Why are these young people? And it seems to, like you're saying, very common. Why is this happening? And I saw, I was watching Hannity and I happened to see this. I rarely ever watch his show, but mm -hmm. I happened to see Dan Bongino on with Geraldo Rivera. I and, read about it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people heard about this and I, I got to say that it was, it was eye opening to me mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, Geraldo and, you know, <laughs> you know, we've watched Geraldo pretty much all our lives, right? Mm -hmm. He is, he's, I mean, the guy has had an amazing life, you got to admit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what happened was interesting because they were asking both of these gentlemen about what, what they saw. And uh, immediately, Geraldo went into this whole thing about uh, young black men being shot and that, uh, you know, mothers, black mothers are afraid for their children to go out because they're afraid of these cops that are hunting them and uh, they just went back and forth on this because Dan Bongino was saying well where's your proof where's your statistics I'm just hearing a lot of emotion coming from you and uh, they it got real ugly actually <clears throat> well, yeah, the 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 point is this if you start to take a look at the statistics here uh, you'll find that uh, there is there's probably it's not a race problem that we're seeing here has it happened before yes but this isn't the main problem that's happening right now. No, uh, we've gone divided. through all the statistics. The The point is, is that he's making Dan Bongino, I thought, made a really great point. You got a young guy here that's getting arrested. What is he thinking? Could he be thinking that everything that he hears on the news is that uh, police are trying to kill young black people like him? I mean, it doesn't make sense for a young guy to run like that when they have guns and yeah. you don't. One so, second, though. One thing that, as always, you don't never get the full story until you dig at it a few days later, right? right. Because they want to get the divisive stuff out there, the head, yeah. headlines. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. He that that young man had a warrant out for his arrest. I forget he what did. it was for. That's something right. something serious. So that's it, it was gun possession. Was he it? he okay. had a there's something about a gun. So already they were on edge. That that's exactly right. He's right. resisting arrest, but why? Uh, it and could it be that he thought that the best chance for his survival would be to run? And it seems like. Uh, people like Geraldo Rivera and many people in the news are just really pumping up that emotional story mm. to, to cause people to believe that's exactly what's going to happen and you're going to have to run. And we're seeing it all the time, which is really what puts these people in jeopardy. The message should be comply. Mm -hmm. Do 
there's no law out there that says when a police officer gives you an order or a directive that you have a choice to obey or not. You listen to the police officer, young people, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. Mm -hmm. Last year, uh, uh, 28 unarmed people were shot. Um, Of those 20 that were unarmed, of those 28 people that were shot, 19 of them were, um, were white and nine of them were black. Okay. So this is what we're seeing is that white people are getting shot like this too. Um, and it, it, it happens to, it happens to people We're just comply, work it out after you might have to go to jail, but work it out with your attorney. Don't, it's not worth losing your life over and having your city get burned down. Cause that's what's happening out there. Yeah, no. Uh, and think about years gone by 30 years ago, uh, you know, 40 years ago when we were young and coming up any, uh, any uh, confrontation that I had with police growing up, the rebellious person that I was, I was rebellious, but I wasn't uh, a criminal. But boy, they uh, they had no accountability. There, there were no body cams. There were no people right. didn't have cameras on them, as everybody does now. So they were pretty bad back then with power, you know, with the power, they comes the arrogance and everything else. Yes. So my point is you're way safer with cops. Now today, they have body cams. You have a camera. Uh, You mentioned the statistics. What I got to say is I I said it before. I would hate to be a cop today. I would be so tough. No way. No way. So that, that woman that uh, shot that kid, he, uh, she, retired quit what have you uh so did resigned the chief of police yeah uh over this and now you got people burning down the city um yeah it's a tragedy all around it's a tragedy we gotta wake up people we are being manipulated that's absolutely the always trying to keep us divided trying to keep you incited the media does it for ratings and part of the whole conspiracy seriously with the, the the government and the government wants to do it so they can just pass all the special interest crap through and keep getting paid well there's this whole thing that they use events like this to promote which is defund the police and <laughs> um and and or or you know declaw the police you know don't let them have weapons and uh it's it's an interesting discussion which could turn out to be very dangerous for the nation and i think we need to stay tuned on this while that's happening we've get you know this woman kim porter was the one that or potter is the one that uh shot this uh this young man and i gotta say Boy, it's her life is, uh, is what a terrible thing she's going to have to deal with going mm-hmm. here. And now you, you could tell from the video that the, you, you knew that this was an accident. I mean, from everything, it had nothing to do with is this a black person or a white person? Uh, it had to do with the fact that these these are things that police officers have to deal with. And it's tough and it makes it tougher when the general uh, the general population is afraid of the police officers mm-hmm. and think that they have to run for their lives. While we're watching this whole thing in Minneapolis, we've got uh, the George Floyd trial that's happening and how terrible that is, which kicked off the summer of love last year. Meanwhile, you've got. Um, uh, this news that's come out is that no charges against the officer that shot Ashley Babbitt in the uh, in the Capitol. And uh, I, I just think it's an interesting contrast 
uh, when you saw this officer shoot Ashley Babbitt, who was all of what, five foot one, and uh, she was coming through that one narrow window, it didn't seem like we needed to use uh, deadly force to stop her from coming in. She could have easily been restrained if she came through there. But here are the words of her lawyer uh, about this particular, or his lawyer about this particular incident. He said, he used tremendous restraint in only firing one shot and his actions stopped the mob from breaking through and turning a horrific day in American history into something so much worse, which that's a bunch of speculation. I don't know that... Uh, that saved that from happening or not. And anyway, but her lawyer said, uh, I find it to be baffling given the circumstances that it's a clear case of shooting an unarmed person without any legal justification. And uh, it seems like the tale of two cities when you take mm -hmm. a look at the uh, the decisions that are being made and, and it's kind of worrisome, Barry. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh I think we should start winding down a bit. Do you have anything else? I got on? one other, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, Project Veritas is out there. They're pretty interesting people if you ever get a chance to check them out online. But they caught uh, a CNN. The CNN technical director admits, we got Trump out of office. I'm just going to read what he said. And what he was caught on tape saying, he says, I came to CNN to be a part of that. CNN's Charlie Chester admits, and the revelation may fit the intuitions of many who have watched the network over the course of the Trump years. But here's what he said. Look what we did. We, CNN, got Trump out. I'm 100% going to say it and 100% believe that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. I came to CNN because I wanted to be a part of that. Now, that recording is out there. Is it true? I don't know. He's saying it. But I guess think it's what? true. And they yeah, killed I think, their own, I think it and, is too. And they killed their own ratings as yeah, a result. They, they did. It, it makes you wonder why would they do that? It goes <laughs> back to what we talked about before. But here's the thing is that Twitter now has completely censored for life the 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 project Veritas reporter that put this out. Mm. So isn't that something? Is um you know, you put this kind of stuff out, uh, the truth, and you get you get censored. It is it, it's interesting. Project Veritas was the one that had those um, those people from. They were talking to the heads of the uh, Planned Parenthood about um, uh, selling body parts, and mm. those people ended up that ended up going to court in here in California. Uh, the Attorney General here in California rather than going after Planned Parenthood, went after Project Veritas, those particular reporters. And those people are now steeped in huge legal procedures. Uh, their lives are ruined. Oh, who was the attorney general? It was, uh, oh, Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> it is anyway. Ama it's amazing to me, the power of Twitter. It's, uh, it's all I hear about every day is, uh, you know, cancel culture and Twitter and people committing suicide be because of the uh, criticism on Twitter. Why go on there? I hear you. Uh, you know, Twitter has they don't, even, they don't question it, though. It's like uh, it's like, well, I couldn't breathe without being on Twitter. I know. It, it, it goes back to the whole addictive technology and the yeah. things that the, they themselves have said about the psychological, taking advantage of human psychological vulnerabilities that have been studied for uh, the last hundred years. And yeah. they're doing they're doing it and they're not ashamed to admit that they're doing it. So that is what's happening. All right.
Uh, okay, what do you say we lighten this up? Yay. Okay, uh, we got to go into our after show pretty soon here. Uh, but I wanted to share a consumer review. And uh, for those of you actually watching the video, <laughs> uh, hey, you want a sneak peek at the uh, Hollywood? I need, you did not give me a photo. I keep I, asking. I wasn't able to get that to you. Sorry you, about that. You need to uh, be, I'm going to put you on the right side. Oh, cool. The other right. side. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And then at the end of it, we'll go to. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Isn't that cool? I, uh, I love that. That's really so cool. It just makes the show a little more fun for those yeah. that are watching. Uh, created some cool, uh, fun banners. But what I wanted to show you is um, remember a few weeks ago, I gave the tips about the iPhone, buying a new iPhone, getting that cheap, much cheaper. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what do you call that? Uh, AT&T's rival, a consumer, I forget their name, uh, but go back and check out that show. What I forgot to tell you guys about is uh, during all that research, I discovered this Tozo wireless charger, oh. and that's what this is. I've bought two of these now uh, because a common problem, yes, a common problem I've always had with iPhones is that eventually you get dust into this uh, yes, you receptor do. and yeah. it gets hard to charge them. It, it does. To make the I connection. had the same thing, right? And then I was like, gotta, what's wrong? Yeah. You got to go to the Apple store and they have this special little pin like thing to pick the dust out and then you're good for another couple months. Well, here's the thing. This, this little disc for $10 uh, you plug it in, it has a USB charger plug, you know, a plug wire, mm -hmm. uh, and, and you just set your phone on it. I'm trying to find the camera, just set your phone on it like that. And it charges even through, even through, you see, I got this here's There's another tip for you. This pocket thing that I keep on the back of my phone. I never yeah. carry a wallet. I never carry cash. I just have my, uh, debit. Yeah. Card. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I get, I get, I grab this and my keys. I'm good to go. That's all. But this, so this wireless charger, it works so good. As soon as you put it on there, it just starts charging and, uh, don't have to worry about a connection. Now, what I will say is with my second purchase of this, I try to competitor not the tozo i tried a different brand that was I it mophie no definitely not it's some china oh okay i no, it wasn't that one but the other one looked exactly like tozo but it it was hard to make a connection like i had to press on it and wiggle it and all this yeah so i yeah. set it back and got another tozo and i couldn't be happier i noticed on my ten dollars on amazon and that's, that's pretty cool because the Mophie great. that I have, and Mophie's got a great name, but I do notice that sometimes I put it on there and it doesn't charge. Oh, yeah, you need a Tozo. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You never have a problem with that. It's only interesting. Yeah. Good I, stuff. I need, to, good. I need to get kickbacks from this. Yeah, you do. You, yeah. you do. Well, uh, pretty good. <laughs> with, uh, with that, I have several different videos that I could share with you. I, I want to show you this one real quick. It's actually, it's really funny. Um, and it's a very quick one. It's this, uh, it's, it's called, wait a minute. Did I do it? Uh, share. Okay. Here it comes. Yes. Okay. First date, nervous raccoon tries to make a move on, on this cat. This is, this is like me in high school. Watch 
Look at that cat. <laughs> all right so for those listening this raccoon and cat are sitting side by side and he moves his little paw over there that touched the cat then he then he moves his nose over there and that cat bats him in the face <laughs> and then that leaves really, yeah yeah so that uh, yeah. that was so that was your experience in high school huh? yeah always yeah <laughs> all right so you got that's anything funny. else you want to wind this up uh, let's wind it up okay uh hey thanks for being with us everyone go to over 50 starting over.com to get these links and see all this stuff for yourself all right merle uh everybody we'll see you next week all right barry